Hello, M&M, Red M&M. They all come out the same colour in the same. Do you say they come out the same colour in the sea? If so, why are you putting your M&Ms in the ocean? Oh, no, that's not what you're talking about at all, was it? <laughs> oh, no. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Thomas Podcast here today. Uh, I'm joined with John Owen, as always. And we have a special guest for this Doctor Who monthly review with uh, Mr. Elijah Crayling, who is uh, on the plains of Scarborough. Meanwhile, uh, John is nicely tucked in with um, in the Dodgem game with, with the Doctor, and Owen's just at home, as that's am I. Doctor, is it? Well, I that was somebody else. Um, who knows? It's definitely not me. Um, no, I think I got the star. I got the star for that, mate. Um, but yes, uh, how are we all doing? Are we good? Are we? Are we lively? Excellent. I'm. I'm. I'm a little embarrassed because me and you have, have, have come on with the same shirt, Alex. So yeah, yeah. You know, like like you know, if we were on a night out or something, one of us would have to go and change. Um, you know, that is that. You know, it, I... all embarrassing. Um, yes. You know, this this is the jeopardy of, of recording after we were due to record. I mean, to be honest, I mean, can you imagine going to a football match and everyone wearing the same fucking shirt? You're um, like, all right, one of you's got to change. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what are the chances? Uh, um, Owen, 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 where's your West Ham kit? <laughs> imagine the watch, he was wearing it on Sunday. Yeah. And it, it was very hot and sweaty and he probably got it the hair down it. Nice, there we go. Elijah, where's your West Ham kit? Uh, I'm wearing it right now. Shooty Gatwa is signed for West Ham. Fucking Shooty Gatwa. Yes, it's the 14th. I I do have a Dalek-themed T-shirt on. So so Owen and I are representing who while you are representing West Ham. That ludicrous display. A ludicrous display. (laughs) Yes, a three a three one win as well. So it's a positive time to wear the West Ham kit. Again, it's Viborg of, uh, yes. of, of Denmark or Viborg, Viborg. Exactly. But we're here to talk about a lot of Doctor Who things. Uh, we were meant to record this last week, but things were in the way. But it was lucky because there's so much stuff that well, I say so much. Two big things that have come out in in the recent days that we actually get to discuss there uh, this week. Um, should we do Should we do uh, box set first and then the rumors? Yeah, go for it. I mean, I, sure. I like that Alex said things got in the way, whereas what essentially happened is me and Owen went and got drunk. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Too fair, I will always accept getting drunk over recording the podcast. Um, yeah, that's always a valid reason. Yeah, you yes, would, I think you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have wanted this on here, the state we were in on Saturday, on Sunday night. <laughs> I don't know. I think just recording it, putting it um, on, oh. on the on the channel anyway would have been, would have been our, a fun our, one. Our poor Uber driver was um, all, 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 all the way back east from Hammersmith. Our poor, our poor Uber driver was serenaded with Bond theme tunes. Please tell me you did the Living Daylights. No, we did them all. The Living Daylights. Um, but yes, I think it was announced, was it Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday? We're getting uh, another collection set um, from, from the wonderful classic series. And it was announced it's going to be series two or season two. Um, season two. And- Okay, if you'd, I, I don't want the Twitterverse to come after me. I think to be there, the same same word. I mean, I, mean, I can, genuinely, I, I can oh, genuinely say but... no, nobody wants a Series 2 collection box set. No. <laughs> yeah, <with> exclusive... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, can I get a worst season and worst series of New Who? I think no. I possibly can. Um... <laughs> actually, no, actually, you could get a C- Series 9 collection set, but... Um... 
Yeah, sorry. Um, hey. uh, big difference is, Alex, Series 9 divides opinion, as we'll find out on this podcast. Series 2 yep. generally doesn't. No, season series two is just a bit pants. Um, <laughs> but season two, on the other hand, is going to be the biggest set that we've had yet. Nine discs. Uh, the most episodes. I can't remember the specific episode count. 37. 37, 37 episodes. 37. So a lot of episodes, two of which will be uh, re- recreated with telesnaps uh, to, um, to the prize of Twitter. Of the 37. Or is it? Is it? Oh, that's a good question. Is it now? Does 37... Ooh. Let's sit and work it out now. Carry uh, on. As, as John's doing that. Guys, uh, obviously, this time the price up to 50 quid. I think the set looks pretty damn cool. And I think it's exciting to get oh. some 62 love in the collection sets. Finally. It's... Absolutely amazing. Hartnell, all time favorite doctor. So it's great to finally get, you know, finally being able to get one of his sets on Blu ray. We're getting a re scan of. The two episodes of the Crusade, which originally didn't look so great, so they're going to be cleaned up, looking great. I'm excited. I think it's just an exciting time uh, to 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 get on, you know, to have a set like this. And it, you know, I think the amount of work that goes into these sets is pretty damn cool. I mean, we found out the other day that the William Russell uh, interview was actually filmed four years ago, so it shows how early they well, were even getting. The, I didn't even the, know that. Get, get yeah, in the, it was like 2018 they recorded it, I think. Yeah, getting the right, getting the prep in for these sets. So it's exciting to see. Obviously, a bit more on the pricier side uh, this time around, but I, I ain't I, complaining. I've done, it, I've done it in my head, but I've had two beers, but I think that the 37 would include the reconstructions. Cool. Um, but yeah, 50 quid this time, a bit more pricey, but I think it's worth it. Oh, definitely it, worth it. it. it, it right, okay. I was saying this to somebody the other day, right? Yeah, it's a ten or more, right? But it's a 10 or more for 37 episodes. The most episodes have released in a box set before was 28 when they did um, season 18, uh, which was 40 quid. So 10, 10 pounds more for nine more episodes. You're getting more bang for your bucks. Plus you've got Absolutely. all that bonus content as well. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. You're, getting, you're, getting, you're getting more bang for your bucks. Mm-hmm. I, would, I said to somebody the other day, I would pay a 10 or more just for that William Russell interview. And... I don't know if anyone noticed when uh, uh, Richard Bignall put out the PDF list, we're actually getting the telesnaps on that list for episodes that do exist from John Kira's collection, which is actually kind of cool because, you know, they're ones that not many people have seen of surviving stories that he also took and they are 4k scans. So highest quality. Are they, are they doing what they do with some of the, animations where they're including the audio files of the audio releases that have come out you know that's a good question that i don't know okay obviously we've sort of you know with stuff like the crusade i mean it would only really be the crusades in this case i guess that they've released them with linking narration etc in the past yeah i would assume so just to kind of you know fill up the disc more which would kind of make sense but yeah that I know they've done it with the animation and stuff, so it could be some good, decent uh, radio content on there as well. Oh, yeah. Do we have a release date or an idea of when no, you think this is going to be out? There's no release date as yet. No. Um, November seems likely. 
Um, because if they're going to do a screening at the BFI, which they've said they're going to do, that probably won't be before late October, uh, because you've got the London Film Fair running until the 16th of October. Oh, no. so, it, like, like, but, so, yeah, it, November seems likely, although there is a little bit of a wishful thinker in me that's kind of saying, oh, they could get that out in October and then give us another search just before Christmas. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Um, you know, obviously as well, uh, season two is the only uh, season in which we have already reviewed a Hartnell story with uh, the Time Meddler. Did that? I think it's one of the first ones actually back in June last year. So uh, June last year. Um, we was all, good we fun. Black and white filters on our videos. We did. Um, that was that was something that we did. Um, like I said, uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the Hartnell stories actually enjoyed the time matter, so uh, it's going to be exciting to, to you know. It's it's a really good season. It's a really solid season, actually. I, I think the only ones that for me on there are maybe a little subpar are the Space Museum and possibly Planet of Giants. Ooh. I think those are, I, those are the only two that I would say don't hit at least a kind of eight out of ten in terms of quality. The, oh. rest, the rest are just great. John, I thought you were going to diss the web planet, but I thought we were going to have some beef there. I absolutely love the web planet, and I'm so excited to have it in, in Blu-ray. Oh, the yeah. web planet was actually my first Hartnell story. I've never seen the web planet, so there I'll, we go. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I might have kind of forgotten it existed. Um. Alex, you haven't seen the giant ant run into the camera. I've I've not. I've not seen a lot of Hartnell stories, mainly because the ones I've seen, I don't enjoy a lot of them. I mean, and I, kind of, I, I, I did forget that when I said that um, his, his favourite Doctor is Hartnell, I forget how contrasting our Doctor opinions are. Because you're not a big Matt Smith fan, are you, either? So, like... Oh, I enjoy you, Smith. I thought, was it you that put in someone in our chat put him quite near the bottom uh, of, of, like, a Doctor ranking? Um uh, but uh, if it's not you, I'm sorry, I apologize, hardly apologize. But yeah, no, hard enough for me. Yeah, I'm excited for the set. Least favorite doctor of what I've seen so far. Maybe the uh, the episodes can change my mind. I know it's a controversial opinion, but if you had to ask me which doctor of catalog would you not want to watch, William Hartnell would be the one I'd choose. That's How many Hartnells have you seen? Uh, Earthy Child, Edge of Destruction, Aztecs, uh, Tenth Planet, Time, uh, uh, The Gunfighters. Time Meddler. I feel like I've seen more. Uh, okay. War Machines. There's maybe a few more. But the only ones that stick out to me that I actually enjoyed was the Time Meddler and the War Machines. And I the Aztecs as well. I mean, Dalek Invasion of Earth is an absolute must. So I'd, I'd, I'd recommend watching Dalek Invasion of Earth. Um, you might have seen the, the Cushing film, but the, the serialisation is, is different. Uh, um, in terms of other good Hartnells, I'm a really big fan of Keys of Marinus. Um, and there are actually some really good stories on this set as well. So stuff like the rescue and the Romans and the chase are, uh, are, are incredibly good. I didn't even think about that. We will <laughs> be getting the uh, Beatles clip on Blu-ray now. Yeah. Our favourite dance need... movie, Ian, with the music box. I mean, this, this, I mean, this, this season does also contain two instances in consecutive stories of characters that are supposedly paralysed or unable to walk and then stand up. Ah. 
Just you, know, you me, wait, uh, guys. You just got, you wait. It, got, my day will come. You've got you've um, got Dortmund in um, Invasion of Earth, then you've got Bennett in the rescue. Sorry, that's a bit of a spoiler for the rescue, probably. But that's um, a, oh, no, I'm not going to. Our friendship's yeah, over. Yeah, you yeah, spoiled yeah, the rescue. Cut to the podcast. We're done. No, we're done it. Um, the only story it's I have seen... It's impossible to spoil the rescue. <laughs> no. it, it's, um, it's fabulous. Yeah. Um, the only story I haven't seen in, in that series is The Romans. Um, oh, did, it's hilarious. It's brilliant. It's, yeah. It's I've, I've heard good things. Because um, when I'd seen... Oh, what was it? Uh, the Rescue... Uh, this was probably about a year, a year and a half ago. Uh, it then went into the Romans, and then I was just so tired, I, 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 just, I just zonked out, and then oh, woke no. up about halfway through, and I just uh, switched oh, off. And, and I thought I'll watch, watch it another time. And I still haven't got around to watching it yet. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the probably majority of people actually who prefers Vicky to Susan. So getting I season, prefer- getting, getting season two is. It's great for me. I, 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 pers- I, I personally prefer anyone to Susan. Um, <sighs> there's only there's only there's only two companions I have Alex, a heavy disdain. Alex, Alex, I love Courtney Woods Kingdom. No, no, no. If we know, let's not count Courtney Woods here. But if you're talking about problem, I mean, like, I mean, pop, technically, pop. appears in more than one story. Travels in the TARDIS. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> the, I'm not, okay, my, my Courtney Woods says, there's only three companions I have heavily distaste for. That's Mel, Susan, and Courtney Woods. There you go. Um, was that Mel? Mel, yes, I know. I know it's controversial, but just, I'm a bit, I'm, you know. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I might actually wait until you're in the same room to tell Beef that you've said that. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it, it's unpopular. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just... I, I just I don't think that that she does anything in her stories. I feel like they keep inviting new characters in for her to do for them to do all the stuff that she should be doing. Um, like uh, in Down the Banner, for example, where Ray just pops up and does a lot of shit that perhaps Mel could have been doing whilst Mel was just kind of doing nothing. Um, well, that, I mean, that's because Ray was a potential replacement. And then in Dragonfire, you get Ace that comes in and does most of the heavy lifting yeah, because I mean, Ace that... is the replacement. The reason they do that in those two stories is because they were both potential replacements and they hadn't decided which one to go with. Yeah, because Bonnie was only on a year's contract. But yeah, I do like I do really like Bonnie though. In every interview I've seen her, she's like a lovely person. But Mel as a character, just nothing. Sorry, I know. I'd rather have Ryan Sinclair, and that's that's saying a lot. I know. Um. John Sike limits. Anyway, so speaking of companions, let's move on to something that will make John smile. Uh, this is all rumour and speculation and people putting two and two together and potentially making four, but could be making 5.2. Uh, so it was asked that Rose Ailing Ellis was leaving EastEnders, uh, come, come closer to the end of the year. Um, and it also was discovered that she was following uh, a certain Rusty Davis, a certain Shooty Gatwell on Twitter. Now, people have put this together and gone, it's coming up to the time where Doctor Who could be starting filming. There's a few links here. Uh, people forgetting one more. Not, not, Casting not, director Andy Pryor. Yeah, following Andy Pryor as well, who in a recent issue of DWM is on record as saying that they're going to be using more disabled actors. No, exactly. So it's it's 
it's it it's an interesting decision. I think people people are very excited. I'm very excited. I think it's a very good choice. Uh, it's one that I think would would benefit would benefit the show and you know just I think I think go for it. But I think, is that the general consensus here as well that it's all thumbs up? Let, let's do it. You know, it's interesting yeah. that it's interesting that you mention it straight after talking about Ryan Sinclair um, because obviously that was a case where we had a supposedly um, disabled companion. Uh, when they could be bothered to remember it and use it as a plot point, uh, played by a non-disabled actor. Um, that was something that never sat right with me. It never sat right with a lot of people. To actually... Oh, God. Owen and Alex have both disappeared off screen at the moment. Like, oh, no, God, he's, oh, God, he's on his soapbox. You did. You disappeared off to the side of your screen. You know, the, 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 oh, God, he's on his soapbox. We've got five minutes. <laughs> Go and do the washing up. Um, so it is crucially important that disabled people are given disabled roles. Um, Rose Ailing Ellis is a fantastic actress. She's a wonderful disabled advocate, um, would be an absolute credit to the show. And this just makes, if, if, if this were to be, if this is true, it just makes me love Russell T Davies and look forward to series 14 even more because this is actually the kind of representation we need because you know, let, let's not forget one of the specials is being directed by um, somebody who is disabled at the moment. They, they, they were recovering from spinal surgery when um, when they were directing the special. Uh, you know, so, we're, so we're seeing... Who was it? I can't remember how to pronounce the name. I'm going to find the name. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, know, I, know I, I know Button is your surname, I think, but... Chanya, 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 but Chanya, yep. Um, and to have that disability representation behind the scenes, to have actual dis disabled creatives working on a show rather than abled people writing disabled characters, abled people playing disabled characters, it's the kind of step up that we need. You wouldn't see it anywhere else you wouldn't have a a white actor playing a black character these days you wouldn't have a non-trans actor playing a trans character these days there is absolutely no reason why you would have an abled actor playing a disabled character right um and so i just looked at my twitter feed this afternoon when all of this was working itself out and the, the rumor was kind of doing the rounds and the number of people that I saw who are genuinely excited for this and genuinely want this to happen so much um, because of what it means for disability representation is, um, is fantastic, is phenomenal. Very um, so. so I will be a very happy man if this actually proves to be the case because, again, it... Russell showing everybody else how to do it properly. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. I think, like you said, it's a positive step for the business. I think we need to talk about it from that stance as well. Of, 
it's a positive step for the same people and representation. I think the one thing that we can already see with RTD2 is there is change. Um, you know, there there is, an, there is an element of, right, we need to kind of, you know, make sure people are included here, feel included. Um, and, you know, I hate to, it's not, you know, it doesn't feel like it's box ticking, which I'd hate that term anyway, I never agree with, but it just feels really positive. Like the entire, every kind of decision made so far feels really positive. And it feels like every time something's announced, everyone goes, whoa, that's really cool and not, oh. I mean, the, know, thing, right. the, the, the thing is that some things do come across as box ticking and the way that things come across as box ticking is if you have an idea and then you don't actually follow it through properly. So for example, if you have a disabled character and you don't hire a disabled actor, that's not you believing in disabled people. That's not you believing in disabled representation. It's you doing it for a headline. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That is, um, that is my definition of box ticking. But it's what let's let's talk about it in the show's context. This could set up a three three you know a three uh, three person team. Um. Because there are obviously rumors of, of Yasmin sticking on and staying around. Possible. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, um, it's, I, I don't know if there's any kind of confirmation that Yasmin Finnery's around for, for more than the 60th. Right. It is possible. I mean, personally, I wouldn't mind a three-person TARDIS team. I think that it's been shown in the fast past that a four-person TARDIS team doesn't give you enough time to develop characters. I do feel that if you're introducing a new Doctor and new companions, then almost doing the kind of two-and-a-half approach like they did with Series 5 when Rory was there at times and this wasn't works best because it gives you the time to kind of develop everybody and develop every character. Exactly, and I think... I think it works well. I think if it is the case, I think it, I think Russ will know what to do. I would like to go out to a one-on-one. I think just because we've had four, then three, I would like to get to go out to two for a little bit. Um, and like you say, John just develop characters and kind of make us care about companions yeah. again. Because I think the biggest I've I've enjoyed I've enjoyed kind of our current you know uh, Mandip and John Bishop, but. The reason I like, you know, Dan as a character is because he's John Bishop. And I just go, oh, isn't John Bishop quite a funny bloke? It's not really because I care much about Dan. Like, Dan seems like a Samuel Ad who looks after people. It's like, he's a nice guy. We don't know much about him, you know. Whereas it would actually be nice to care about them on a character front, not just because they're a really cool actor. Same kind of with Bradley Walsh, although Graham was a good character. Um, But yes, so this week, guys, we are reviewing the Series 9 opening two-parter. Magician's Apprentice, which is familiar. Um, I, there's too much for us to kind of go into John breaking it down for us. There's a lot going on in this one. It's like a 90-minute epic. I think we just need to unpack it and go into opinions on this one, guys, because a lot happens very quickly. And, you know, obviously it's kind of the end of, I suppose, last Christmas, but more really the end of Series 8 than more than anything, to be honest. Um, obviously, at this point, Missy would have been introduced, Clara would have been sticking on, and Daddy Pink has, you know, fortunately been killed um, um sorry I, I when that van, when that van hit i celebrated 
in, in what I could, in what I um, considered at the time a six-episode low for Doctor Who, with the abhorrent in the Forest of the Shite, Dark Water, Death and Heaven being the worst finale in the show's history at the time. Uh, last Christmas being Dog Turds, and then this. Um, but what do I think of this now? That, Sorry, you, I'm going to have to agree with Alex on that one. I, I didn't like that Christmas special. No, it's it didn't awful. feel like a Christmas special. To it's me. terrible. It's I shit. enjoyed it, despite it's... having Santa in it. it didn't and 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 Nick Frost is the best thing about it, and he's not in it very much. Santa and Santa are legitimately scary aliens. No, not that scary. Um, no, I don't. You've, you've not seen Alien. I have. That is a film. That is actually a film that I have seen. Have you? I've seen Alien. Yeah, I've not seen Aliens. Mister, I'm terrified of jump scares. Mr. Oh, yeah, no. Mr. I've not seen hardly any well-known films. You've seen Alien. Yeah, I went through a few pairs of pants that day, but I got through it like a film. You've named the um, movie Alien. No wonder why your planet always gets invaded. Yeah. Um, but this this brings on to this. Um, I suppose the things where you say at the minute, the doctor is missing and Clara is teaching in the school, and uh, Missy is uh, supposedly MIA and just kind of wandering the universe. Um, that's kind of what you need to know, right? Uh, I'll go last on this one. We'll go to Elijah first. Obviously, this is the reason you're here. You're a big Capaldi fan. I am. Um, and I'm led to believe that you really enjoy this one. <laughs> Uh, what the time when it aired i was so excited we're getting like just piecing it together by the trailer kind of figured out oh we're gonna get a davros origin story in the sense but it wasn't even more of an origin story it was more of just like harking back to the do i have that right the doctor's having his midlife crisis and what does he do he uh rides in on a fucking tank playing a guitar how awesome is that? And having the new costume. I love the holy jumper with the, the check trousers. I think that is like the best outfit next to the red velvet outfit for Capaldi. Uh, you have Missy coming back, wonderful as ever, uh, with her cheap and nasty time travel and her pointy stick. Don't forget her pointy stick. Uh, and we have the return of Davros, which I thought at the time was like amazing because, you know, hadn't seen Davros since series four. Uh, and overall, I, I just enjoy this two-parter so much. We'll get cool. into it more, but that's just opening thoughts. What about you, Mr. Owen? Um, I've always loved a Davros story. So um i kind of knew that davros was coming back like months and months in advance of the story airing um it was only because my boss found out and kind of full sort of like slipped up and was like you didn't hear anything i was like oh okay uh, <laughs> but she did the same thing to me back in 2007 2008 when he came back in the new series like series four um so when we were sort of like getting teasers that the daleks were coming back um i think by that time i'd forgotten that davos was coming back and then at the beginning you see that kid goes my name is davos and it's like oh 
no way. You know, it, it, it was just like a big, oh my God moment. Uh, and then I was like, hang on, shit. Yeah, I, I kind of knew he was coming back. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it felt for me a pretty big thing at the time. And what about you, John? I mean, this is exceptional. Um, it's 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 a brilliant super. Things that always go up a few gears when you've got Daleks, they go up more gears when you've got Davros in there. But on top of that, you're throwing in Missy, which it's like, how evil do you want this story to be? You've got some wonderful little concepts in there, like the hand mines. The hand mines are genuinely creepy. Like these kind of hands with eyes that are like looking around. It's, 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 it's just genuinely creepy. Love the bit with the guitar. Um, I love the fact that he doesn't realise initially that they've gone back to Scarrow. He thinks we're on a space station and he realises they're in Scarrow. You've got the whole thing with the VMs where, you know, Missy and Clara, he's convinced that they're dead, but actually they've VM'd out of there. Um, and then you've got that brilliant scene. I mean, obviously, every scene with the Doctor and Davros is just gold to us because Peter Capaldi and Julian Bleach are fantastic actors but you've got that brilliant scene at the end of episode two where Missy's trying to convince him to kill the Dalek with Clara inside it and she's like this is a Dalek that's clear Clara and the Clara's inside but all that Clara can say gets translated into Dalek and it's genuinely really tense it builds up a great deal of tension um yeah, I, I'm just a really, really big fan of this story. I'm a big fan of this season anyway, but um, I'm, I'm a really, really big fan of this story. I've watched it twice in the last week, um, and it's it's just uh, it's just superb. I kind of like the the jealousy between sort of like uh, uh, Missy um, about Davros mm. because. It, the doctor says that oh um Davros is my arch enemy and she's like Davros is your arch enemy now I'll scratch his eye out um yeah. and then that towards like the end of like the, the second part literally just jousts him in the eye right yeah <laughs> you've, got, you've, right. you've got two jealousies there haven't you because you've got Davros is like a biggest enemy and then you've got Clara who's a best best who's his best friend and she's a bit right. jealous of both of them yeah <clears throat> right let's get into this uh, so when I first watched this, I thought this was abhorrent. When it back into, I thought it was like one of the worst things I've ever seen. And what can I say now? I mean, it looks nice. The actors are trying with what they got. It's one of the worst Alex stories I've made, and that is, I, I seriously hate this. I, I hate almost every second of it. Capaldi's midlife crisis is shocking. Missy's good in it, but when is Missy not good? Um, Clara's fine. Davros scenes are absolute shite. Um, that might just come, it's well acted, but the dialogues is bad. Oh, for me, it just doesn't work. Quanley Sarf's cool, I guess. It's kind of nice that they get a nice little Doctor Who road trip at the start with all the characters. You can see the Shadow Proclamation around the bar. Um, yeah, no, for me, this is this is the possibly Super Prophet's worst Doctor Who script. Possibly. Um, and I'm a big fan, but no, this one for me. Just, just, did you watch, just, did just you watch uh, the same episode that the other I, three I, of us did. The Davros kid stuff is really poor. It's not, it's not, it's not tenacious at all, in my opinion. 
The doctor's never going to kill a child at any point. Doesn't matter who it is. It's never. I don't it, believe it. For, don't you I don't, get it? I don't it, believe it. it, it, it but it's it, not just about is the doctor going to kill this child. It's about how is he going to get out of this situation. Yeah, we all know the doctor's not going to kill a child, but he's got to find a way out of it. Well, he's going to save him, isn't he? It, it comes yeah, down to how? the same morals of. It's not. It's, it's not a kind of. Oh, does he save him or does he not? It's, I mean, have you ever seen an episode of Columbo? No. You know, in Columbo, they show you who the fucking murderer is in the first five minutes. It's not about who's the killer. It's about the process of how something happens. Yeah. I, I, I just how, it, how, it, how you resolve the situation, how you resolve that puzzle you've got yourself into. Doesn't work it's, for the me. Whole, it's the whole, like, you know, scenario of if you went back in time and some baby Hitler, you know, would you kill him? You know what I mean? No, it's that no. it's that same that same scenario. I, yeah, I just don't believe the doctor would ever do it. Um, yeah, but we I, know I that. But this is a whole thing. It it's a callback to that scene. It is. It's a callback to that scene in Genesis, and it's it not a call, it's not a callback to the have I the right scene. It's a callback to the conversation between the doctor and Davros, where he says, "If somebody pointed out a child to you." And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, no, it doesn't work for me. Capaldi's trying. The costume looks fine, I guess. He looked better in Series 8, in my humble opinion, and looks better in Series 10. Um, I don't know what it is. Um, Clara's fine. I, I'll get into the abhorrent storyline where she's inside the Dalek later on. That really fucks me off. Um, Missy's great. I love Michelle Gomez. She's always a bundle of fun in, in, in everything she does. Um Unit are there, they're chilling. I'm not cool now. Where I'm kind of wondering if you're deliberately trolling. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I wish I was. Start- I, I honestly would like to know you say it's the worst Dalek story of all time. What makes it a bad Dalek story? What genuinely um, for you makes Stephen it a bad Moffat story? rewrites the entire biology of the Daleks. What do you mean? Well, what? when you, I mean, this is how I read into it. People have told me that's not the case, but so I read into it. So Clara puts the thing on, and the Dalek speaks out random other stuff. And in my head, I go, maybe the Dalek mutants aren't that bad. Maybe they're stuck inside these machines, and maybe some of them are compassionate and can't show it. And some some people don't see it that way. That's well, fine. Well, but then why is the fail safe there in the first place? It doesn't make any Davros, sense. Davros made the Daleks to be, you know the supreme being with the intention of mind any other being must be exterminated and hate those who are not like it yeah but does that not make sense no because this episode rewrites that because why is the fail safe because then it also it's got like neuro linkage which means that it doesn't really matter what's inside the dialect it just it it, it, it fucks me off well of course Uh, the the colleagues are trying to survive Allow me to introduce you to this little concept called evolution, which means that when something is actually created, it will develop. And the things that develop that make it better, that make it more likely to survive, will stay. And particularly with a mechanical um, or part mechanical race like the Daleks, you're only ever going to have improvements. So, yeah, they might not have had a neural linkage way back in genesis but 
it's something that develops since. Bear in mind, you know, this is a point where Davros has seen them, he has met the Doctor X number of times, has seen them lose X number of battles. He's taking all that information and developing them and improving them all the way through. So to say, you know, to, to say, oh, they didn't do this X number of years ago. That's not what I'm saying. Well, they're stopping them doing that. That's it, not what I'm saying. You know, it, it, there's nothing. There's nothing in this that stops them fundamentally being Daleks. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, I might have worded it wrong. I'm not saying I have an issue with the Daleks having a new upgrade. My issue is is that it, it either a it doesn't make sense for that to be there in the first place because essentially what it does is it, it lets the casing take over and whatever is said, the casing can just override it. Or B, and in my head I go, mm, maybe the Dalek, maybe the mutants inside, perhaps some of them aren't actually that bad, and I'm just stuck in there, and then that makes me feel bad for the Daleks. It it doesn't work for me. I think it's pointless. I think that entire scene with the the Doctor, if he's going to shoot the Dalek or not the Clara inside of it, it's just laughable. Um, with but just the, the, cre- the creepiest thing, about, the creepiest thing about the Cybermen is the fact that they were once human. The fact there was a living being in there. I think that the fact that Actually, the mutant inside a Dalek might be trying to rail against it. I think that actually makes them scarier. I think it, it does. Makes that a little bit more evil because there's something in there that's acting against its own will. Uh-uh. That's not scary. That's that's traumatizing. It doesn't. Well, it just makes it's it's. Hate to bring this up, but it it's even like the whole kind of Hitler Nazi mentality. Where there goes the monetization. Like, um, well, you have your Davros character. Given the number of times I count on it, you ain't never getting monetized, mate. Davros character, and then you have the Daleks, which are programmed or brainwashed to think and say certain things, hmm. which this happens to be hatred of, you know, if you're not like us, exterminate, exterminate, exterminate. Like that, that's scary not, as heck. I don't disagree with that, but in my my understanding of the Daleks before this was is that the actual alien inside is also just as evil as the casing outside, and the casing is just a a a, a machine that allows them to. Uh, that show that, that could have been the case, but as John but said, I, 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 I don't I don't like I don't like the fact that Daleks can now be good. I, I don't. The whole thing with the alien inside and, you know, my, the, most of the interpretations that we've had in terms of the alien inside is that they're a pretty base being. They're, they're not this kind of massively highly intelligent being. You know, they're, they're generally, um can't remember which story it was, they get described as like a bubbling ball of hate. So it's right. just negative emotion that's in there. It's not are necessarily about intelligence and control so there's always been something there that strategizes that's why daleks have a hierarchy that's why you have strategic daleks that's why you have supreme daleks because most of your foot soldiers don't actually have the kind of nous to be making those decisions I, 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 yeah, I feel like we're going to be going to circles. It just doesn't work for me. The more basic the Daleks are, the better. I, like the Dalek hierarchy thing, I'm not a massive fan of either. I it just probably comes down to personal taste then. Of course it does. Of course it does. But what I'm trying to get across is that if the issue is with the fact that 
Daleks aren't these kind of base beings. And if your issue is with the fact that it's not a Dalek hierarchy and stuff, then your issue is not just with this story. It's not. It's not. Alex, what, but, what are your thoughts on the Cybermen? I'd like to know. Uh, what do you think of the Cybermen as a whole? Cool concept, rarely utilized well. Um, but they're the I mean, same thing. They're the same thing in, in the sense. Just different yeah, cases. Yeah, but no, because, no, because they're, re- they're, they're, they're reprogrammed to think that way, which is different in than just they're being locked inside of the Dalek doing it. Because at that point, you don't need to... Well, which, don't need, at that point, my, they are reprogrammed. In my, in, in, in my head, you don't need anything inside. No, because they're not. Because they're not thinking what's happening. Everything, they're just trapped inside. But at least the side men is that they wholeheartedly believe what they're doing is right. The Daleks, if, if a Dalek is fundamentally good inside of the casing, that it's doing other things outside. It's just why would they need a pilot? It doesn't we make know, any sense. Well, we never said that they were good, as John said. They're uh, no, but there's the pile of of course, hate. of course, of course. So but if they if, talk... if they already that way, you know, they are programmed but... to only say certain things. See this. See this, this, this is the thing. We, well, I, I think that by attributing morality to the base creature inside a Dalek, you're deliberate. You, you know, you're by inference, attributing a degree of intelligence, a degree of a, a development. Whereas I think what we've seen of the creatures that go inside Daleks generally is that they're feral. You know, they're, 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 they aren't this kind of intelligent thinking being. They're basically this little feral ball of negative emotion. Right. I'm liking yeah. I like this conversation. I've got to say, I like this discussion. I, I like this conversation. Because you yeah. know, you've, got, you've got like 60 years of material to interpret, and it's really interesting how people can interpret it differently. But you know, for, yeah. for, for, for me, I think, I think if, you, if, if you're going to sit there and say that the being inside a Dalek is good or bad, then I think you're, in te- you're attributing a degree of development to that creature that it probably doesn't have. I, yeah, I just, it doesn't, it does, like, it just, it opens up a, a corner to the, to the being that I don't particularly like. And okay. that, like I said, it's like I said, none of us, uh, no one's right or wrong on this one. For me, it just doesn't work. For me, in my head, I go, Dalek is, you know, it's basic, but Dalek is evil. Dalek wants to kill. I don't yeah. like the fact you're opening the door for yeah, the Daleks to potentially. And, they still and, do. And, you know, what, and the intent of the creature inside doesn't stop the Dalek being evil, doesn't stop the Dalek wanting to kill. But then, you know, in my it, head, in my head, it, it, I then think in, in exactly the same way as, you know, a an SS officer with a with a trained Alsatian. That dog's that that dog's not evil, no, but no, it's still no. just as dangerous because it's been trained to be that way. Of course. But then, in my head, I go, okay, so if we're, if we're allowing the Daleks to evolve in terms of the mutant inside and. Potentially they could feel that way, but the case could do it anyway. And you see that as a, that's kind of an interesting way to take it. I then go, well, no, because every time we see a Dalek, is it exactly everything that we see? And I don't think that should be a question. I think well, the thing with the Daleks is it should be black or and or black and white. There should be no grey with the Daleks. Not, the Daleks not necessarily. Alec, personally, if, personally. If that's you think I mean, about it, they were originally put in that casing to survive. And, you know, as John said with evolution, 
it could be that Dalek Supreme was like, all right, we're going to program it so that everyone thinks this way. You're not just, out of just, line. Just, just pops down the is. PC world, gets a new, gets a new, gets a new part. Slaps on the Dalek. Yeah, don't, don't forget, there's, there's been at least one, and probably more than one, if you're looking at extended media, etc. There's been at least one example of a Dalek civil war where they developed into two different ideals and two different directions and yeah, taking each other out. You know, so yeah. it's it, 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 it's um, yeah, it's as always, mate. It's the people at the top that are making the decisions and developing things. Yeah, who are actually changing things and making the real kind of philosophies, and it's the foot soldiers, i.e., your little blobs inside your Daleks, that are yeah. shoot firing the shots and uh, and and bearing the brunt of it. Yeah, yeah I do. With um, like from the episode Dalek onwards in the new series, is that it shows how the Daleks in the machines are um, that they sort of like they, they gather intelligence everywhere they go, so they, they come like become more cleverer, even if it's you know just the, the mutant itself, or they use the machine to program all this information. Um, where was I going with this? Um, lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, I, I think also in a way is that where John said about the Dalek mutants being feral is that the machine kind of keeps the Dalek in some sort of control mm. in a way. I um, uh, can't remember the word to term it. Um, but also that the Dalek is also in control in with the machine so you know there's like an equal balance of control yeah they're kind of symbiotic yes and i think what we've also um, got to consider particularly in terms of this story is that when that scene is happening with clara that's after the doctors basically hybridified all of the daleks mm-hmm. so you've also got the doctors oh, influence yeah. going into every going into everything I just, I, I don't know. I just, I mean, it comes to a place of hating the eyebrow arc anyway. But uh, um, yeah, I, it just doesn't work for you. Yeah, I, 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 I think. I think. It's oh, Alex, are you saying you are you are it's a, a very complex? What, I think what we're trying to get across is, is it's a very complex. When you're looking at Dalek philosophy and stuff, particularly at this point in the show, it's a very complex discussion, and I like the fact that we can have that on a Thursday night after a couple of beers after a West Ham game. Yeah, um, that's the sort of thing that we chat about. It's not, it's not, you know, that's just only it. But yeah, let's get into more of the story. Um, because I, okay, I might have been a bit hyperbole earlier on, but I don't like a lot of this. It's not, it's not absolutely abhorrent. Certain things I do like. Um, the way the characters are written in this, I think, uh, are pretty good in terms of characters on the board. I think the Doctor's written quite well. I think Clara's written quite well. I think Missy has written unbelievably well. But I just have a mm-hmm. Michelle Gomez is potentially my favourite master of the bunch, just because yeah. every episode that she is in, she is spectacular. And uh, Davros is the only character that I think isn't written particularly great. But I'll get into why a bit later on. Um, but the Doctor, I think, is really good here. Um, I think Capaldi is always great. I've always said this, even though I might not like his stories. Him as an actor, I can never fault and never will fault. Um, he's tremendous here in all of the scenes where he needs to be dark. I love I love the opening, the pre-title sequence where he has that triumphant, tell me the name of the kid that's not going to die today, uh, sort of thing. He's so brilliant. And we'll, we'll skip the guitar things. I think him playing the guitar is one of the worst scenes. I think it's... Why? 
I, I, I don't know. I just don't like it. It just I, it's, Doctor it's can't of, play a musical instrument. I'm not saying They've that they done can. before. I know. I mean, I know. I mean, I, the, the doctor for all these, you know, for all these is that you know he's about to die, being you know sprung into this trap that he knows he's going to be put in you know so you know why not you know throw a party and you know no, no, i, I and, don't disagree and, and have, have, have yeah. this, you know you know play the guitar in you know the it's 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 not like he's ever played the recorder or played the spoons or played no, the or played cricket before I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's. It's one of the things that I can't explain why, but it just bothers me. Seeing him covering on a tank playing a guitar in I, medieval I, time, I, it, it just bothers me. I don't know why. I, I love it. It's Capaldi. It's it's Capaldi bringing some of his own personality into the uh, into the. Into is, the it, is it him? He can is it him? Play is guitar. it him? Is it him playing though? Yeah, of course yes. it is. He put out a whole album recently. Yeah. Did he? Him. He's he's yeah. He's uh, Christopher. He he's he's an accomplished musician. Um, yeah, I, and, you know he's and he's played he, he's played kind of rock stars in roles in the past as well. Yeah, he, he's he's an he's an accomplished musician. Even I mean, the whole like, Beethoven's fifth thing and the theme tune that's him as well. It, it, yep. He did that rock theme tune. Yeah, I didn't like yeah. it. <laughs> like so, so not you do like, like Alex. Um, yeah, that, yeah, we'll get into get into that. Um, the the best thing in this entire story is Missy and Clara's back and forth. Um, that is just tremendous from start to finish. Um, it mostly comes from Missy just essentially toying with her the whole the time. Best, the best. I, bit I, I, I think I think you're doing generally the pointy stick. I, I think you're doing Jenna a little bit of a disservice there because I think it takes two people to have have chemistry. No, uh, Jenna is fantastic in this as well. I'm not going to deny that. Um, she's very good, especially in the more emotional scenes later on inside the Dalek. You know, like I said, the performances here are all very well done. It's just the writing that I might have a particular problem with. But she's fantastic. I think her chemistry with Gomez is rather rather good. Um, you know, uh, especially in the second part, but it's kind of like they can't really trust each other, but they sort of like each other at the same time. It's a weird, like you could tell that even Missy sort of likes and respects Clara despite putting her in harm's way four or five times um and you sort of like every every time you see that she begins to respect Clara that little bit more but still does it and it's sort of those funnier things I think, I think my favorite bit of sort of interaction between the two of them is when Missy decides to test the depth of the sewer by pushing Clara down yeah um <laughs> my I'm on the my, 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 my favorite line will still be you see that couple over there you're the dog it's still just, <laughs> I, I think I, I think that's perfect the master line um yeah i yeah i think they're they're really good in it i think it's a shame we don't get much of capaldi and gomez together in this one because i just like them together and they weren't that well written in the series eight finale in my humble opinion missy I as a character missy as a character this, is much better is, when she's not a villain i think in this this is one of the very few stories where i actually don't mind clara and I think it's because she doesn't really have much control in this as she goes in other episodes. Yeah. Agreed. And she doesn't um, have an overinflated ego. Um, <laughs> uh, apart look, from uh, the beginning with the whole thing with like Jane Austen, that she's an amazing kisser and whatnot. And it's like, mm, why? But, yeah, she, no. but she's, a teacher. she's a teacher in a classroom with a bunch of school kids. She's supposed to have an ego in that situation. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I'm I'm a big fan of Clara because she's my first companion. So I'm not gonna not gonna shit on Clara. Um, I'm a uh, big fan of, I'm I'm a big fan of Clara because I would. 
There we go. Um, I didn't say what, you know. Just just the way you said it, mate. I'd say something, but you'd have to cut it out. Yeah, I'm just saying saying something nice. Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) Nothing wrong with it. Nice. Um, Yeah. I think I, th- I think in in to quote John for a few minutes ago, I think you're doing Clara a disservice as a whole. There, I think she's a certain character that yes, kind of an ego on her, and sometimes that can be to the detriment of the character. But like you say, I think in this story it's very well done. I think in most stories it's quite well done. Um, but yeah, no, here she's really good. Um, like you say, she does have a few lines where it's a bit like, oh, but, but like it's just a bit. Why would you say that? But I think that's of Moffat's writing in general. You could get away with a few, few yeah. bits here. I mean, he's where, literally like, just where, sort of channel, channeling his own ego into where, Clara. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I, I love Moffat, but there are certain lines here that why would characters say that? Like Missy tickling the Dalek bump, sort of thing. Oh, no, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I just love that. Clara's like, how deep. Or how far you think this goes down, and just Missy just pushes her. No, like, that's, that's hilarious. That's, that's great. That is great. Um, I also hate the line "Tell her the bit, tell him the bitches back." I just think I think, love that. I, no, I, I, I th- no, I, I, I love that. I don't know. I just I don't like do swearing. You, do you, I don't like do you, swearing do in Doctor Who. Do you, I don't know what okay, it is. Grandpa. But do, do you get the, do you get the musical? Or Mary Whitehouse. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do you get the do you get the musical reference? Yeah, from Elton John, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Um, there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got most of the musical because doesn't Capaldi play Pretty Woman? In, is it Pretty Woman in the first yep. part? I saw it a few hours ago. Um, I almost fell off the bed again. I need to move my players. I'm almost falling off the bed twice here. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, uh, let's, get, let's get into one of the big parts here. I think setting it on Scarrow was a great decision. I think it's a really good reveal. Like John said in his opening bit, I think that's a really cool part of the story. Um, I think it it's really well done as well because obviously it looks a bit uh, like a, I think kind of like a very dense set on purpose when you first get there, like, oh, it's a space yeah. station episode, eh? Then they go out on space and then you start to see the dust on Missy's nose kind of out of nowhere. It's a nice little detail. And then Missy starts to clog. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was one of the, it was one of the best like reveals we've had in a while because like I was not expecting that. Like that generally was like, oh my God. Just the, the fear and anger in Capaldi's reaction when he realizes he's on Scarrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is good. Um and, you brought me to Scarrow. Um <laughs> this is this is prime Capaldi attack eyebrows. Series nine Capaldi attack eyebrows and Pete Capaldi attack eyebrows. I think they're a bit longer here, and it's always always good. But yeah, I think it's really cool. Um and this is not a complaint against the story, but I wish they didn't show any shots of Scaro in the trailer because it would have just been so much cooler to just not know. I mean it's it's kind of like in the pre-credit, it's a bit of a spoiler, isn't it? Because it's like the, if that's child Davros, there's only one place that's gonna be, and they're not only gonna use it in a pre-credit spoiler in a pre right. Pre-credit. right. Yeah, I just <laughs> I think overall it's one of those things where um you could tell the writer in this case, Moffat, is seeing this again. This is a really good reveal, cool. And then the market team go, right, we could pop it in the trailer S- slightly, you know, you know, <laughs> they, they, they just review it and then they go, as watch again, I just feel bad for the writer that's put that reveal in. They go, oh, it's like when you watch you a know, film trailer and, and they like, you know, show off the, one of the big reveals yeah. early on. You're like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. Right. you've already got the Dalek, you've already got the Daleks and Davros. You don't need, you don't need to throw Scarrow into the trailer to get people to watch it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Kind of off topic, but. BBC America, like 
I think this was probably the best years, at least here in the States, when they marketed, at least for Capaldi. They had a really good uh, Series 9 trailer. I'll see if I can find it and post it later. It was, like, so good. It was different if, than what everyone else got. Well, the know. best trailer we've ever had over here, in my view, is the Series 5 trailer that we had um, over here with Matt and Karen just looking up at the stars. And that, 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 that's, that's cool. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Donna campfire stuff, even though I wasn't watching back in the day. I just watched those so kind of like here. The, the, uh, the 50th trailer with like all of the doctors. Was, was yeah. Cool. Yeah. The day of the, the only bit I don't like is the doctor. The Matt says the day of the doctor. I just think it's really cheesy. The rest of it's brilliant. But the screw falls down. He puts it. It's special. It's a I know, I know, I know. But again, so it's like when they're writing it, they think it's really badass. And it's, you watch it, and you just kind of go, oh, all right, cool. But hey, it's it's a, good, it's a great trailer. But no, I, you know, I think this is like peak marketing spoilers type thing, series nine, series ten, because a lot of the the moments here were spoiled. I think even the like Davros. Betrayal could have been spoiled in the next one. I don't know. I skipped it on iPlayer, so I could be wrong. But at the end of the day, really cool stuff. Uh, the comedy's all right. I think the only thing for Dodgems thing is probably one of the best lines in Who history. Um, and I will say that because it just makes me laugh every time. Um, I, and he just I, gets yeah. a cup of tea out of nowhere. I mean, how, you know, I typically do. British. No, um, that, that, that is Moffat's ego that I like because he written the episode, How Do I Get This Cup of Tea? Doesn't matter. Deal with it. It's like that's Moffat <laughs> saying every time there's a pothole, go fuck yourself. And I think that's brilliant um, because that's just him going, yeah. So what? These things happen. Deal with it. Does it matter? No. Because <laughs> like, I think this is peak online moaning about the amount of potholes Moffat has. But then they complain if there was a three minute scene showing the Doctor making a cup of tea. Um, you know. So hey ho. But no, I like that. I think I think the variation of Daleks is really cool here because we did get that at Asylum. It's cool to see just see a bunch of different Daleks roaming and around. And they were actually and the special weapons Daleks back in this as well. Yes. And it moves. And, and for once, you see the 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 lights around the, the top all flashing, which has never been seen and, before. And, and this time it moved. I'd rather have plot holes and Chibnall's bloody... Well, I mean, it, it, it moves in Memories of the Daleks. Yeah, but I meant in, in terms of Asylum. Because they brought it back, didn't they? And it and we even a, it was had literally a Cushing like a blink movie Dalek as well. If oh, I remember we? correctly, there was a Cushing movie Dalek in there. But oh, cool. it was like very... I remember back time someone like pointed out, oh, by the way, I provided this Cushing movie Dalek for it. But I'll just see that in. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I think the sets are really cool. I think the placement's really cool. I like the fact the Doctor, I like how the, the unit scene in this is really cool because I think it was good uses of expanding the universe and using the universe without it needing yeah. to just have a reason. I hate I hate when the common criticism of any universe is, why did we go here? But it doesn't really serve an overarching purpose. But then going to unit and going to those other places, I think it's just really cool. I don't mind a bit of destination hopping in the universe, especially in it Doctor Who. Nice. And it works nicely in with the plot here because they're trying to track right. down the Doctor and it's, you know, it gives you that leverage into Missy turning up with the, uh, with the dial. With the, the 3D dial. vision, which is which a lot of people didn't like at the time. I think it's funny. Yeah. Just seeing her head yeah, pop through her bonnet was funny. Um, but yeah, um, obviously Colony Sarf is always a big part of the first episode, not really in the second one too much. Really cool idea of a character. Really cool. Uh, it, I it's clearly on one of those um, th those two-wheel hoverboard things that were oh, big trend at the time. Um, I didn't realise that he slithered. when he. I thought he 
so when I watched it again today, and so I'm slithering around in the first yeah, 10 minutes, you, I was you, like, you that's a cool... Glides through the room like a snake. Yeah. I thought the fact as well, another line that I didn't pick up on the first time watching it was that, like, it seems that Colony Sarf is like a council of, I suppose, snakes, because he's like, we are voting. And it's like, hmm, that's a really cool idea. Um, I think the CGI, for the most part, is decent. When there's a lot of snakes on Capaldi and the Davros chair, it looks a bit meh, but apart from that, it looks pretty good all the time. Uh, it's a really cool design, a nice little creepy. The acting is well-performed. You know, I think it's just a really cool idea. Personally, it's quite, it's all right. Um, so I'd say for me as well, I think the big part is episode one. I actually really liked. I've realised that most of my issues with this are in episode two. Episode one, I actually really got on with. I think it's a really cool opener. I think it gets our characters to where they need to be in good time. It doesn't waste time. It doesn't feel overly long. It gets done with quite quickly. It's pretty. When good. I watched episode two, I was in uh, Mallorca on holiday, hmm. um, and. Oh, I, I I went through some website on on well I don't know what the website was, um and watchdoctorwho.com and, and watch the episode live that way because obviously you can't get BBC iPlayer in in yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I found some. I mean, Luckhurst is not confessing to any illegal activity at this point. Obviously, you know, should I just cut I, to I, commercial? I, I don't, I don't condone, uh, you know, using illegal websites. Um, but one, I mean, has to watch I mean if, you're, if you're not able to watch Doctor Who, you've got to find a way somewhere, aren't you? But I don't, I don't, I don't I know the ruling on that. If you can't watch it in the country, are you not allowed? I think I thought I might. Like, this might be absolute bullshit. I think I was told once if there's no way to actually actively watch it in the country, you are allowed. But to. What I didn't know until sort of like the last day of the holiday is that apparently in our hotel that we were staying in, you could retune the TVs to whichever country destination because our TV oh. was had all German channels on because lots of people oh. uh, from Germany holiday in Um So had I known that, I would have retuned it to British channels and just watched Doctor Who that way. Um, oh, well. Um, yep. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I, where was I watching this? I was probably at home. Um I don't remember watching this one. The only one I remember watching from the series was Sleep No More. Because I was saying to my friend, oh, series nine is actually not too bad, which is a really good Saigon episode. Come over and watch it. It's going to be really good. Don't you worry. Doctor Who is back. It's better than ever. Capaldi is finally getting good. And then, of course, if they come over with Sleep No More, I can tell you he's never watched the show since. Because Sleep No More is dog shit. I like Sleep No More. You think you had a bad time? That was Elijah's birthday. Yeah, what unfortunately, what, I had what, that crap Jody one too on my birthday. Which which one? The Battle of Brad's School? Uh, no, it was the Saranga Conundrum. No, no it's the one that has uh, the weird title. Oh wait, all of them. Oh, the Battle of uh, Brad's School of Colos. No, no, the one uh, last year. Once upon oh, time. Once upon time. Oh, I, I like that mm. one. It's better than well, I, I mean, I saw Sleep No More having spent a day at the XL at the um at the Doctor Who festival. It's weird to think that Miss Carter was 14 years old. Oh, God. A third of my life has passed since this episode's come out. Oh, my God. I've taken lots of pictures with various Doctor Who props and stuff. And Yeah. That's the event. I really hope they do something like that again at some point. Because now we all know each other as well. That would be a banging event to go to, wouldn't it? Just get, yeah, go exactly. on. Get Spend the whole day ducking into toilets, avoiding Alex. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Anyway, um, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the witches familiar then. 
um, the Do- Do- Doctor Daddlestar, which I think in terms of performance is really good, and in terms of writing is really good, until it turns out it's a swerve from Davros, which is really cool. I like the swerve from Davros, but then it turns out, no, the Doctor knew what he was doing all along, and I go, huh, so that was kind of fucking pointless, though, wasn't it, from both sides, because of this emotional heart-to-heart, that they both are tricking each other, so therefore means nothing. And it's all a bunch of rubbish. Whereas at least if one of the characters kind of cared what they were saying, is it would have made it worth something. But it's actually just a waste of time. Nah. I, I just I don't... I don't... Because it makes you question... Oh, maybe that's the reason. But it makes me question, well, did they mean it? Did they not? Do we know? It's like, I would have really... I just, I just would have liked... In that one, I would like a concrete answer to go, do you know what, actually, there was a genuine heart-to-heart between these two, two enemies. A moment where they go, yeah, do you know what, actually... But no, it's all undone. No, I, I, I like I like that ambiguity. I like I like the ambiguity there. Um, you know, that I think basically don't you know, don't forget that actually it makes the doctor kind of go back and show mercy to that to child Davros. Mercy, mercy. Um sorry. Um but yeah. Um the only, the only thing I actively think is terrible in this is the there's one shot um of Colin Sass's eyes on the wires before that entire conversation kicks off, which obviously gives the reveal that the snakes are there. Which I think if that shot isn't there, the reveal of the betrayal is so much better. But because you know that Colin Sass is showing with the wires, you think, ah. It's all those shots I just think isn't needed. I just think the reveal would have been better if that shot of his eyes opening wasn't there, personally. It's a small thing, but I think it makes a big difference into that. Because I think the yeah, actual surprise of it... Of it slight, slightly a bit more of a shocker, I think. Yeah, I see where you're coming from that. Yeah, I just think that the, the yeah, dialogue is so that. good. The dialogue is so good that actually it would have been a... I remember first time watching it, I was like, well, we know that we know there's a twist here coming anyway. And you could probably think that with Davros anyway, because it's Davros, but it's actually... The writing does lead you into a full sense of security between the two characters, and you think, oh... You know, maybe this is actually happening. Um, mm. And then you see in that shot of Connie Staff's eyes, it's sort of like, oh, we know it's not going to go well. It's sort of, you know, like, right. I just I just think, I just, it's, it's, it's a small thing, but it makes a big difference, I think, in terms of the context of the conversation. Um, yeah, I, do you know what, John, you've hit my mind. I don't mind the ambiguity on it now. Actually, the way you said that, I think it works. I think the issue for me is, is the Doctor kind of, I don't, I think it's just a bit, I think it's a bit sort of coincidental that the Doctor knows about, like, how to get the the sewer Daleks up. I think it all happens a bit too quickly at the end. I think they kind of ran out of time. And it's like, oh, no, I used sewer Daleks. They're going up here. Now I'm going to go, you know, go over here and I've got glasses now and I'm all good and just, chilling. Just remember, Alex, the Doctor isn't like us. He said how many years of experience. And I'm, not, I'm not. Just... Also, can I just point out that obviously... The doctor had something well planned because he said, obviously, that he knew that what Davros had planned. So when he was back on Khan, you know, hiding from Colony Sarf and everything and, and then throwing himself a party, all this time that he's literally been stringing them along, trying to work out how to deal with this situation, <laughs> he's, he's literally there and then just dealt with it knowing what to do but then right. say i don't like that because it undoes the you brought me to scaro reveal in the first part because it ruined but he, he, he could be planning along with that yeah but i don't like that i think that reveal is stronger with the doctor genuinely being scared because the one thing apparently well, does very I mean, one thing 
that's one area where like maybe didn't know you know last time we saw davros they weren't on scaro he he, he so knew the plan the he knew the plan he knew the plan to use sewer daleks but he didn't know they'd be on scaro so if they were on like clom he'd be fucked he'd be fucked if they were on clom my plan is to use sewer daleks and they were on clom oh well there's no sewer daleks guess i'm gonna die um but like no i don't think of honey is really oh, well could be, i mean there could be sewer daleks, daleks on clom Clom was, the, uh, Clom was one of the planets that was taken away for the, uh, yeah. you know, for, for the for, for the whole stolen Earth journey's ending, wasn't it? So that's an reality bomb. They could have put sewer Daleks on Clom. You never know. Detonate the reality bomb. Um, very cool scene. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's really cool. I think Capania's scared very well, um, and does the all the like. Davros, no, you know, all this sort of stuff. I think it's really good. What do we make? Because I had some people have a different opinion on this. Uh, the Davros, let me see you with my own eyes. Yay or nay? Do we, do Again, we, do we, it's okay. It's, it's luring the, the doctor into that false sense of security. Um, you know, I, I think at that point, Davros was so desperate to try and, you know, put him into that trap that he would have done anything, including open his eyes. Yeah, um, it's it's a straight. Yeah, I like it because I think people are going, but his eyes shouldn't work. People, you know, like people have glasses, you know, like that, that's what they. Why can't that blue light at the top just be essentially like a, a a vision enhancer or something? He could still have his eyes. I I think it works fine. I think the crying. I think Julian Bleach, Stavros crying is somehow somehow ugly and beautiful at the same time. I mean, it's what I really do wonder is that is Davros, you know actually blinding those two eyes and then just pretending that he can see just to try and trick the doctor no i think i think i think the eye line and i think the way they i think it works i think it's i'm gonna again this is something you can set down to your interpretation sort of like the dalek thing in my head i go no he can see the doctor with those eyes um i just think it's really cool i think it's just a really cool scene i think julie bleach does a fantastic job to the point where when he does get replaced and we do get another another actor play Davros, they've got a big, big game to play. You know, they, that's a big cut shoe to fill. Well. Chair to fill. I mean, what about the voice of the Daleks? <laughs> what about the voice of the Daleks getting replaced? Wouldn't bother me. Wouldn't I get used to it? I get used I get used I get I get used to it. As long as they don't use more, you know, Brian will be all right. Um, so obviously this leads into the, the double turn of like, oh no, the doctor knew what Davros was gonna do, and the regeneration energy will wake up the dying Daleks of the sewer. It's it's a fine plan, it makes sense. Uh, it's cool. Uh, the only issue with that I have is the 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 sunglasses TARDIS thing. That I think is possibly Why? terrible. It's up there with Jody having the, the force in 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 that one episode of Doctor Who that I can't remember. You know, but I the, the thing with the TARDIS having the hostile action di- displacement system has been a thing since what Troughton, I think. Yeah. I, it just I think it's just so, it's, it feels very Deus Ex Machina to me personally. I think it's just sort of like, oh shit, the TARDIS is gone. No, it's not. Oh, it's back. Oh, look, he can do this on his little sunglasses and it just cut. Oh, no, I, just you know, I, I don't mind a, a hybrid. Oh, go ahead, John. I understand wearable technology. Love it. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the shades. I, I'm not a fan of the shades. Um, I personally. didn't mind the hybrid 
probably because it didn't, you know, it wasn't as ridiculous as the stupid cyber time lords with their robes and everything. That was just ridiculous. This was mm-hmm. I like I like the that cyber was ridiculous. I, I, I like, the, I cyber like the design of those, but I just think the concept is just lunacy. Yeah, I, I I like the Cyber Lords. I think it's one of the cooler reveals in Doctor Who. But hey, that's just my opinion. It's certainly whole, better than this. I mean, um, the, whole, the whole the whole point of the Cybermen, as as the Daleks are based on Nazis, the Cybermen are generally based on um, communism or the, the the Stalinist idea of communism, anyway. So yeah. the idea that suddenly you're going to get a bunch of Cybermen that are half time Lord walking around in robes, it just doesn't work. Um, yeah, I don't, I, do, I don't know. It's cool to me. Uh, anyway, then we get we get a really. I, yeah, this is we're going to disagree again. A scene between the Doctor, Missy, and a supposed Dalek, which has Clara inside. But here's the twist, guys. Clara can't actually speak to the Doctor. Is the Doctor going to shoot Clara? Oh no! It's never going to happen. I, I, I think they actually genuinely build up some decent tension. I, I love it. it I, I have an yeah. issue with any scene which is like, will the Doctor kill? Because I, I, in my head, I go, the Doctor will never kill. Which I think it, it, it's one of those things where the Doctor will never break those fundamentals and, until but that again, character... Case, but again, it's a case of how do they get out of it? And then I, that... I, I'll give it that. I'll give the scene that. That is a cool little thing. And it, it does kind of trick you from the pre-titles of The Witch's Filia, where obviously the, do- the Doctor goes, exterminate a little kid. You think, the Doctor's going to fucking kill a little kid. But uh, also, what's the, the difference between the Doctor killing someone and letting them die True. because obviously like in dinosaurs in a spaceship and and the 11th doctor you know just let the the ship go for you Boom. know solomon's ship to get blown up the um you know doctor, showed, showed, showed him no mercy i mean despite him you know killing so many the, doc- uh, the, the doctor the doctor doesn't kill how many fucking spiders exactly yeah yep you know, no, 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 but, I mean, it, no, it's it's happened throughout. Yeah, I mean, the so, fifth doctor was this close to killing Davos. Tennant um, did, Davison did. Yeah, you know, it's happened all over the place. Yeah, um, and the, but that you say, John, it does lead to a very good twist where we oh, see the pre credits. We see the pre credits um, where the doctor gets exterminate. I have to save a friend, and we think that means he's going to kill Davros so that he can save. His supposed friends, but actually, no, he needs to save Davros so that he can save his friends. Spoiler um, alert. It's a really cool twist. I, I will give it that. Um, I feel really bad for the kids in this one because the acting is not great, but they get the rest repeat the same four lines over and over again. I thought you were going to save me. Are you not going to save me? Why are you not going to save How me? Cool Please. Is that? You no, are no. playing Davros. No, no, the kids do a great job. They just keep cutting back to the same scene. So the time you see it for the fourth time, you're like, fuck it. jealous. No, I'm not. I mean, if Davros was already in a wheelchair, it'd be kind of, you know, uh, too fair. I if mean, that I was mean, the case. Alex, Alex, a, 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 a 14-year-old Alex Kingdon getting to play child Davros would have been amazing. 
I mean, that's a kid who did well, hello play. there. Well, <laughs> there's a kid who did play Davros. He's going to be listening to this, and then podcast, he'll be saying, oh, oh, "Fuck you, Alex Kingdom." No, no, I'm no, just here now. Well, hello um, there. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> if they can say bitch. They can. That now, according to the BBFC, you're allowed to get away with one f bomb in every piece of media, and it'd be a twelve. So if I said it once. It still counts. Um, I don't know how it works. I don't know how that works with television, though. That might not be the case. Um, but hey, no, I think it's really cool. I think it's a cool ending. Um, I think overall it works. The one thing that kind of upsets me about this one is that Missy goes, "I've got an idea," and we never actually ever see what that idea is. And I think it's a really, it's a big shame that because obviously at the end of the story, she's surrounded by Daleks. And she goes, "I've got an idea," and it cuts away. We don't see her again. So the Cyberman two part in series ten. I and think. We never- I know exactly what she does because obviously she's still wearing the vortex manipulator. That was destroyed, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was destroyed after, after it destroyed after they VM'd out of the explosion. Yeah, that's why that's why the doctor leaves that's her why to they die. Have to go back through the sewer because they've not yeah. got the, the VMs anymore. Um... Yeah. So that I mean, that's just one. It's not. It's not a complaint or like a. It, it gets the story. It's one of the things. Where it's like I would like to have seen what Missy would have thought there. But um, obviously, we get the Amazing Cyberman two-part in series ten, which won our hundredth episode poll. Um, so that is definitely the best episode of all time. Uh, we cannot. We cannot argue that at this point because we've done an entire poll about it. Um, but. Yeah, I I I think it's a cool twist. I would I I just think Missy is one of those characters. And I, I, will, I will always appreciate Michelle Gilmer's performance of it's a master that even though she's in every series, I would love to have seen her more. Oh, like just every, like every episode she's in, like in Capaldi's era, she elevates it. You know, and I, it's a shame that she's not in it more because in my head, I go, she's surely in this before the series 10 finale, but she's not, is she? She's not in it again until that Cyberman 2 power, right? Why couldn't she just you know, pop up and kill a shoulder um, and make sure she's there? I seriously don't I, think I'm, she is. I'm trying to think if she Except is. for like Extremis, if you can't. Yeah, remember. that's what I was going to say. Yeah, she's in Extremis. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, no, actually, good point. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about Extremis. But yeah, I'd still wish she was in it more. I'd still, I sort of wish she, she gets a bit more in series 10, but I wish she was in this series more because I think actually her and Clara are quite cool together and you only really see it in this one. It would be nice to have seen that a bit, mm-hmm. bit more. But yeah, Missy kind of goes off. We, she has an idea of the Daleks that maybe we'll see on Big Finish at some point, or maybe we already have, who knows? Um, and yeah, that kind of leaves our companions to go off and have a much better adventure in the next two weeks with some under, under a lake before the floods, um, which is a which tracking is super. Brilliant. It is. That. I will I will agree with you on that one. That is right. that is that, what? All right, fair enough. Um but no, I will say this. I, at the start, when I first said this is like the worst thing ever. It's not. I was I was doing a bit of hyperbole there. It's it's serviceable, but there are certain things that really frustrate me in this one. Like the things I don't like, I really don't like. The things I like, they're just they're just good. Um, you, know, you know, Alex. I hope when you get to meet Moffat, I would love for you to bring this up. Bring your no up and just have a little know. little back and forth that that would be an interesting yeah because i think like i said as well it, it's, it, it just it comes that i don't think it's actively a terrible thing it just to me kind of contradicts what i think the dialects are which is sort of the interesting thing that john was saying is that it's not really a complaint it's more just like oh, i don't see the dialects this way it's kind yeah, of interesting yeah. that why was the magician's apprentice which is familiar shit um i wouldn't yeah i, I yeah right scores on the doors time here um I kind of want to, hang on, I've got it quickly. Um, 
you guys have a little chat. I'm going to quickly, I've done this every time since we've done a Doctor Who review. I should have done it this time as well. I'm going to get our um, Doctor Who ranking up and see if our scores are the same as they were. That's not. That's not. No. 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 Do you want me to give? Do you want me to give mine first before I see it? I could do mine first now. No. Yeah. Because I can tell you now that mine. I can tell. I can. I can. I can tell you that all of us in that position. Then yes. I I shall say. I'll probably give this. I'll give it. I'll give it a six. I think. I think it's definitely. Mine's definitely going to be improved. I'll give it a six. I think. Because I do enjoy it. It's not something like if someone said you want to watch it, I'd be like, it'd be one of those where I go, fine, not sort of like, nah, you can get fucked. It'd be one of those where I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. But I, I think, like I said, there, for me anyway, the, the next two parts is better. Saigon's is better. Uh, Heaven Sense better. Even Face the Ravens better. Even Hell Bent's better. Um, actually, there, there's a lot better in the series than this one. It's but it's better than the girl who died and woman who lived and take them all so you know take your points i agree with that you know so six what about you elijah i'm gonna give it a nine what was my okay. original score oh well, i'll get everyone's score oh, and I'll, uh... after okay cool owen 10 you're 10 wow and nice. jono nine from me okay so if if okay so i john originally gave us on the seven uh, then next is me. I gave it a three, so it's doubled. Um, uh, Elijah gave it a nine, so and Owen gave it a nine, so it's it's either gone up or you know stayed the same. Right, so we got two. We got two lovely replies. Um, so let's get into it. This one is firstly from I don't know some guy called Garfrey five ninety seven. Uh, he said, really enjoys the two part, a lot of fun. The Doctor and Davros scenes are captivating, and Missy and Clara Drew is a lot of fun. Odd choice, not a Doctor and a tank, Davros opening his eyes, etc. But I can look past that to have a lot of fun with this epic opener. So, uh, someone agrees with me on the tank thing. Thank you, Reese. Um, and also, our good friends, Mr. Adam Moon, um, said, I enjoy the Doctor and Davros dynamic in the story, two ancient beings with a history and a history reflecting on their past, compelling to watch Capaldi and Bleach perform it brilliantly. Well, the first part I find to be all over the place. Second is solid viewing. Ah, so he disagrees with me. He also gives it a six out of ten, though. So uh, he kind of he enjoyed the second part more and didn't enjoy the first part, which is the opposite to me. But there you go. Uh, you guys can also get involved in this as well on the socials. Um, I think John's normally better at tweeting out before me because I forget. So John's normally, John will tweet and my phone will go, even mentioned in a tweet by John, John Boy Kurt. I really go, oh shit, yeah. But now, guys, it's the fun part where we have, uh, Elijah, this is more just f- uh, for you because you obviously might, you might not be here depending on what pops up. Alex, can I make a suggestion? Oh. What? Whatever comes up, stick with it. Because last oh, time we had Horror of Fang Rock and you went, oh no, we just done a Tom Baker. Right. And you it, has, again, it has to be, and, I'll and, say this. And you span again and we ended up with the fucking twin dilemma. Yeah. It has to, it has to, it has to be new series, is all I'm going to say. It has to be so, new series. Well, yeah, it has to be new series, but, you know. Because we alternate it. We alternate it. So it uh, goes. Classic New Who, classic New Who. Yeah, if it comes up, yeah whatever new series I... story it comes up with, stick with it because I think I think the last time showed you what happens if you don't obey the dial. <laughs> will make it. Yeah. Oh, for Christ! I how we get confetti every time. <laughs> Please. 
there we go. Midnight. I will be there. I will be there. Excellent. Right. At no, somebody, somebody should do a stage play of that. I know, right? Uh, perhaps change, change perhaps the alter the name. Uh, yeah. No, no, I should do a stage play of it. Anyway, um, so guys, just so you know, so we did two spins. I only saw one, but um, it's going to be. You have a spin? I have, yes, because I'm going to do a nice little oh, Christmas reveal. Really? I'll do a nice little reveal. So it's we, 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 chaotic madness. We, we, no, no, I don't mind. I'll like, I'll speed it up and just put some oh, funny music launch, behind it. It's not leaving. Patri- launch a Patreon and then you can release. <laughs> launch a Patreon. Just so like I can release that, the spin. You can release that five minute clip to subscribers along with my, <laughs> wonderful, my, my wonderful twin dilemma impression. There you go, guys. The Patreon we launched at fifty dollars a month. John Uncle Weird Camp. Oh, that's here. That's that's it. You pay fifty dollars to John Uncle Weird Camp. <laughs> no, anyway. So we now know that in October it will be midnight, and Elijah will be back. And in December we also got a spin, which we'll reveal to you in October, which uh, was with which Elijah will be back for again. So Elijah is sticking around for the uh, the new series reviews at least. Anyway, uh, next month we are back with um, unfortunately the twin dilemma. Um, so I've not seen it before. Um, obviously, like John said, there was that classic story of um, me getting the the, uh, the horror fang rock and going, no, we can't do Tom twice, and that being a mistake um, because we got the spindle over. But yes, next week never, we will be ever, back. Never ever tempt fight kids. Next, well, next week we'll be back with something. It might be Bond. I don't know because nothing's come out yet. So, so like, there's no point. I know we do it once a month, but sometimes if there's nothing coming out. Sometimes if nothing's come out, then sometimes you just got to review it, isn't it? Um, yeah. Okay. Potentially, there might be something that pops up. First, uh, first of all, I want to thank our very special guest, Mr. Elijah Crailing. I'm sure you don't let him share screen. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, this is kind of weird because we've got the person that made the old artwork versus the man that made the current artwork on the on the bottom parts of the screen. So there you go. What about These... your friend in Liverpool? When are they? Shut up. <laughs> We're not changing the, the artwork of the channel. Um, but yes, no, it's it's very nice to have very talented friends. You follow Elijah Crailing on the socials. It's ecrailing one, right? It's like uh, it's... on Twitter, ecrailing on Instagram, and ecrailing on the TikTok. Is it not ecrailing one, or is it just ecrailing? I thought it was ecrailing one. Just, it's ecrailing one on Twitter because my original account ecrailing, I made it before I was old enough to have a Twitter, and then I went oh, to so they've my bought, birthday, they bought a you off. They, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Um, there we go. You can follow Owen at Doctor Disco sixty three, and you can also go to the Doctor Who shop, the Doctor Who shop, not Doctor Who shop, the Who shop website. If you want to buy, what's your what's your item of of interest this month, uh, Owen? Oh, um, do you know? I'm, this is not very good market. Think of anything at the moment. Um, what don't go to, uh, don't, 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 don't. Um, I'm sure you've got plenty of copies of the uh, latest DWM special all about uh, celebrity guest stars in haven't yes. you? Yes, we have. There you go buy that. You can also still uh, are your t-shirts still for sale because you can get the uh, Owens Sea Devil design. Yes, you absolutely. Can... Um, the only sea De- the only t-shirt design I've got of Owens is the Captain Jack Hartness one, which is now forever. Stuck inside of my well, drawer. A sea devil one, Alex. Oh. Come on. I don't well, really wear t-shirts. You your collection. 
I don't. I I will do. I will do. Um, Owen, I, I will come to the Who shop and I will buy one in person. When, Eli- when when Elijah goes to the Who shop, I will join him because I'll be I'm, with I'm, him. I'm 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 loving Always, the support. Maybe. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, 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 peace and love. It's, it's the Captain Jack Harkness one, the one with a little um, drawing of a penis on the shoulder. Uh, no, that that was extra five quid. I didn't have the money for that. I didn't have the money for the extra fiver for that one. Um, and also, you can follow uh, John. By the way, I would have clarified there was no cock. John Powerman t-shirt available at the shop. Um, <laughs> I thought there that was. was. No, no, no. Uh, you can follow John. Uh, the, John. Only cock, the only cock was wearing one. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> you can follow John at John Boy underscore Cook on social media, and at John Boy Cook on, no, on Twitter, and at John Boy Cook on Instagram, right? No, so it's underscore on both. Oh, it's underscore on both. You're just killing you it. You're just killing it remembering Jeez, you the... You have uh, these notes. Remembering like down Thank you guys all so much for watching. Please do like, comment, and subscribe. Follow on all the audio platforms. I introduced... I think I told John about Stitcher last week. You didn't know what it was, did you? Um, you were just confused by things, which neither do I. But I think it's on there. My feed just kind of takes it out to everything. So Podbean... Whatever, I'm, I'm still I mean, we did we did say that you know if anybody is listening on Stitcher, let us know what it is. And nobody did say. No, I think it might just be made up. Who knows? Uh, but no, by the way, thank you guys very much for killing it. Speaking of which, uh, Apple and Spotify numbers have been up recently, so that's always appreciated. So thank you guys for those who have jumped on on the on the audio based platforms. What about um, numbers? Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't have a Stitcher account, so I don't can't check it. Um, we need to make one. It's probably zero. Um, but yeah, um, we'll see you guys all soon in some capacity uh, next week. Don't have nightmares. Do sleep well. Good night. God bless. Down, 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 down.